Hello and welcome back to the Billy Shears Club. And last episode, Caroline and I were talking about uh, we're talking about <laughs> Lucinda Williams and her album Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. And now we're going to talk a little bit about Other Worlds, Other Sounds by a, a band led by one man called Esquivel. Full name, Juan Garcia Esquivel. So some background on him. Uh, he was born in a small Mexican village around 1918, a child piano prodigy, and eventually got a job at the local radio station playing, you know, doing music. And one of the comedians who worked there, apparently named Finesca, decided to start working with him and, like, have Esquivel compose little uh, instrumental pieces for his comedy bits. And so this gave him a lot of training in making lots and lots of pieces of music, and they all had to fit very specific moments in, like... 40s and 50s Mexican radio comedy. So he, he got very quirky very quickly. And uh, eventually, he heard about his stuff stateside, and they said, some executives decided to bring him up and have him record an album. They said, okay, if you can just try and record this album in five hours, and three and a half hours later, he had the <laughs> stuff for the album together. And his very first was called Other, this one, Other Worlds, Other Sounds, which is... <clears throat> And pretty quickly established him, the general lounge, space-age bachelor pad type of light jazz instrumental pop of the late 50s and 60s that you also hear in a lot of uh, TV at the time. Like, you know, if you think about the music in, like, 60s Batman, that's pretty much the style that was going for here. Except he was actually very innovative within the genre. Like, it was one of the four... Really tried hard with stereo recording. In fact, like his album Latinesque, he had two different bands so that he re- could record each and then put them into sort of a stereo hookup when they were like playing the music. And on his live his live program, which also had an extensive uh, laser show, he had to train each musician for like two months because he was just needed everyone to be so tight and in sync that it just took a whole sixty days for anyone to be worthy. And it showed. Uh, oh, as the wow. 60s, yeah, as the 60s turned into the 70s, like the style of music sort of went away, and he ended up not being able to tour as much due to a spinal energy injury that he had earlier in life that would eventually leave him in a wheelchair. But he did get, manage to compose some TV scores in the 70s, including for Charlie's Angels, and in the 90s oh. with the whole lounge revival with uh, artists like Stereo Lab, he had a lot more uh, critical recognition at that time. And he quipped at that point that, I hope it doesn't take another 35 years for people to remember my music. Unfortunately, he does end up passing away in 2002. But you can still hear his music, in, such as Mucha Muchacha, which shows up in the movie Big Lebowski when uh, the dude meets Bonnie and she's like doing her nails, well, her toenails. And also in Nacho Libre, when Nacho starts up a motorcycle. So yeah, Other Worlds, Other Sounds, it's his first album. It sort of sets up his general vibe of like combining Latin jazz with spaciness and different styles from around the world. Like there's a lot of Hawaiian guitar on here. It's just a, let me double check the name of his chorus. I'll figure out his chorus name eventually, but he had like a regular chorus that he worked with. But yeah, what'd you think overall? Nice. Man, this was such a fun album to listen to. I love how many different sort of musical influences he has. 
because um like he said like he's got the uh, um hawaiian guitar he's got kind of sometimes it sounds like kind of latin sometimes it sounds almost like some each stuff some like interesting percussion going on there mm-hmm. and like the wackiest thing to me was there's a couple of songs like uh this old black magic and night and day i specifically noticed it on where it's like i you hear these with you know tommy dorsey band or whatever and they're kind of they got lyrics and stuff and there were some parts but they weren't singing any words it was just kind of vocable (laughs) they're like that was that was so cool it gave it such an interesting effect there's just so much going on i couldn't I couldn't decide what I would describe it as, because on the one hand, it does, like, you can kind of tell it's a little older because it sounds a little more like the big band kind of style stuff, but it had a lot of different qualities of instrument going on, um, which kind of, like, spiced it up a little more than just the really smooth big band stuff. Um, So I thought that was just so cool, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Like, I would say compared to Big band, it's like quirky, but in a more self-aware way than with a lot of the big band stuff. Like you know, when you got like you know uh, uh, Louis Armstrong or Tommy Dorsey is you know doing a goofy track, it'll be very cheesy. It'll be you know it's cheesy in a good way, but in a completely different you know more showmany way than here, where it's you know. Just laid back, you know, sort of spacey music. People just going zoo, 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 zoo. Like that's yeah. That was that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, and it's also fun because like these are pretty much all covers of different jazz and Latin standards, including a couple that we've covered previously on the show, like a that old Black Magic. we talked about on the Halloween episode shows up on here, as does Ponciana from the Mm -hmm. uh, Wolfpack album. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And what did you think? Uh, Any general favorites or? Um, I, I liked night and day probably mostly because I noticed the vocal thing on that track and I was so intrigued by that. It was really exciting. Um, and I also really liked um, it, it had to be you it had to be you, the last track it was it's on I kind of, you yeah. know, that from other context and then he, I stood up and it was like I had to listen to the whole thing through to hear how it would go and that's the sign of a song I think, you know, when you when you are so engrossed you want to listen to the whole thing <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree. Night and Day was a really good one. Like, especially the piano work that he does, like that very that little quick line that is like yeah. I can when you said, you know, piano prodigy as a child, I was like, Oh yeah, I see it. Or hear it, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're nice nice ones. Like uh Faithfully has that nice little bay with saxophone in there. That one sort of upward riff. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. No, there's so many cool instruments in here. I really loved it. Like no track, it felt like had the same instrumentation, which was really fun listening through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
takes full advantage of like just like just sort of poking around every type of sound that you can make in the assuming like what can we do with this instrument? What about this one? What about this? That sort of spirit of exploration. Really just it apart. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a, a favorite from the album? Yeah, yeah, let's see. Yeah, the Night and Day and Playfully. I think Granada also made a really big impression on me just because, you know, it's like the very first one. Yeah, yeah and really... it's got that cool, like, Latin rhythm and everything. Yeah. Good stuff. Magic is the Moonlight also. Oh, yeah. It brings out the melody there. Uh, Adios was also nice because it was sort of like the dreamy one. The, the what now? Uh, adios. It was really dreamy and... No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any that you weren't as hip to? I honestly didn't. Because, I mean, the worst it got on this album was, like, easy listening. Which is, <laughs> you know, inoffensive to your ears. And, like... <laughs> maybe I want to say, like... Like ballerina wasn't really, it didn't pop, I guess, but like it wasn't bad. There just wasn't anything that caught my ear as new as a lot of the tracks were like, oh, fun, new, exciting thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really cohesive album. Yeah. Yeah, I will admit that like. To listen to. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say like. That the event on the easy listening is sort of a weakness on the album for me, just because, like, generally it is more on the easy listening side, and, like, the songs are pretty similar, and since, I mean, there are definitely the different little instruments and licks that he throws in, but, like, a sort of through line, you know, like, the, you, like there's sort of the similar sort of Latin jazz mm -hmm. beat going on in the background throughout all of them. Like, it's a little... Yeah, makes yeah. It, it makes it a little harder to separate when, especially when there aren't as many with like vocals. Like first couple of listens, like when it got around, honestly, like speak low a little bit. Somewhere. But overall, yeah, there wasn't really like any bad songs or weak songs. It was just like it was a more casual listen, I would say. Like you know, mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's probably right. But Ponciana, when the, the horns break on Ponciana, that was, that was good. Oh, yeah. Got some good little brass action there. Mm -hmm. I thought there was a lot of good material. <laughs> it does sound remarkably crisp for, you know, like, these I, oh, I don't have too much I don't have too much of an ear for production but it's definitely you know you can definitely tell there was a lot of thought into, put into it like you know the same way kind of in a similar vein to Beach Boys you know I uh, no I see what you mean yeah. I can remember that sort of pet sounds very back on a cutting edge show 
I guess generally it was just sort of nice and like sort of a, you know, this very, like, you know, like sort of double edge to it, I guess, where it's like, you know, sound is so cosmopolitan and idealistic, you know, it's a very, you know, you know space age, you know, we're going to make it to the moon, guys, type of sound to it, where it's, you know, all slick and catchy and upbeat and cerebral, but also like, like you were mentioning earlier with the goofiness, it puts a little bit of a playful, cynical edge. Make another Batman comparison. This is like 60s Batman, you know, where it's like, campy and like a way that's like immensely enjoyable for all ages while also having a little bit of bite to it you're like yeah that's a really good description yeah. so since you're more uh well versed in like test standards than i am having been the, the leader within the hillsdale college hepcats uh how do, you, like, how do you think he did as far as like translating classics into the standards into the sort of medium that he's working in? Yeah, um, I I definitely thought it was a good take. It <laughs> definitely you can tell isn't that transition period of um more uh soft jazz, lounge jazz, crooners kind of a thing, and not so much, like, really distinctly marked instrumentation, which you see in, like, 40s big band kind of stuff, like your Glenn Miller and everything. Um, and I thought it did a good job, like, kind of giving it an update. Like, I keep talking about the instrumentation. It made it new and kind of pop and make you re-listen to the old songs. So, you know, it's not straight jazz, so I wouldn't say it's good jazz, but it's kind of like a good job of, like, bringing the old standards to, like, a new generation kind of a feel. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah I really like that. That's cool. Cool edge on it. Yeah. 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 Also, it was just a very good time for this to come out, because, like, that the early 60s was the, like, other than disco and the occasional EDM thing, like the last time you could really consistently get a you know instrumental pieces onto the to get big. So like good timing. Yeah. yeah. Before lyrics began dominating. <laughs> Curse you words! Why must you be so many? <laughs> My brain is frail. Oh, yeah. Have any other main thoughts? That's probably about all for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, I think that does wrap it up for today. Uh, the albums that we listened to was Other Worlds, Other Sounds by Juan Garcia Esquivel. And previously, go check out our episode on Car Wheels on a Gravel Road by Lucinda Williams. I'm Caleb Clark. And I'm Caroline Welton. And thanks for listening to the Billy Sears Club. <laughs>